Find the perfect pet bed with Silent Night. Legs stretched out like Superman or curled up like a donut. However they like to sleep, Silent Night's pet bed range offers a perfect solution. Dogs sleep 12 to 14 hours a day, so it's good to know Silent Night's pet beds are lovingly made with the same high quality as their human products. So your four-legged friends can enjoy their sleep as much as we do. Head to sleepypeople.com to pick up yours today with an exclusive discount of 10% using discount code OMD10. Valid until the 29th of August. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hello and welcome to Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. This is our weekly podcast where we reveal the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationship with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. My streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua whom we rescued. Uh, This podcast sets out to answer the all-important questions like, how do you greet your dog? Uh, Do you kiss your dog on the mouth? Does your dog sleep in your bed? And so on. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our chats with our equally dog-obsessed guests who roll over and tell all. You are very much part of this podcast too, and we want to hear from you. You can get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com. And find us on Instagram at omdpod. So give us a shout and follow us on social media too. This episode of Oh My Dog is brought to you by Silent Night Pet Beds. Hi, Sean. Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, yes. How is uh, how's Mildred? Mildred isn't here. Oh, no. No, she's... Uh, I've made that sound like she's passing away. No, she's just at her granddad's house. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Just yes. for, what, for a few days? Just to... Yes, well, we went to Liverpool because I, I had a show and mm. I brought the family, but Mildred obviously mm. couldn't stay in the hotel. So she'll be right. at her granddad's and she'll be having a lovely time because they have a big, mm. gigantic garden with lots of flowers. Oh, she's going to love it. Yes. Absolutely love it. Yeah, she'll yeah. absolutely oh. love okay, it. Okay, good. How's Dolly? Dolly's fine. She's uh, nothing to report, but she's on good form. Oh, good. What I wanted to... <laughs> this is great. I, You know how I call Mildred the mourners? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And Dolly... What's Dolly's kind of alias? Well, she often gets referred to as the little girl. Remind, I don't remember you telling... How did that come about? Well, she... She's a girl and she's very little, and that, and yeah. we just put two and two together. Really, it was one of those things. But it's it, it does suit her. It does suit her because she's you know without wanting to be um, stereotypical, she's quite feminine in her whole attitude. I suppose there's no rhyme and reason to nicknames. No, well, absolutely. Well, th- exactly. This is what I was coming to. Our wonderful producer Sarah, mm. she made a nickname support group meme. About <laughs> about Mildred uh, and her mm. nickname, The Mourners. There was this meme yes. that was about how these kind of dog alias nicknames come about. 
and yeah. it was posted on Instagram, and the reaction has been absolutely amazing. People have, yes. loads of people have got in touch about the evolution of their name and how the name starts at one thing and <laughs> develops and goes down to what the nickname becomes. So it's a brilliant piece of work, actually, isn't it? Because you've got you've got Mildred Barrett in there. Yes. And then on the right is a, is Dolly has been superimposed on it as well. So it's, it's charming. It's very sweet. So, the, yes. So uh, it's a viral meme and there's uh, little cartoons of of pets. And so someone says, I went from, it's a cat, I think, says, I went from Charlie to Chuck to Sir Chuckles McFurry Pants. And a dog in response says, that's nothing. I was Coltrane, then Train, and now they call me Chucka Chucka Woo Woo. And our producer, Sarah, has superimposed Mildred with you tell me how you get from Mildred Barrett to the mourners. And there's uh, Dolly in the corner, uh, again being superimposed, saying, I'm so sorry. She's being supportive. It's, uh, yes, it's a, it's a fine piece of work. It's on our Instagram page and it's prompted lots and lots of uh, listeners to yes. uh, come in briefly with their stories of uh, dog nicknames. The evolution. Oh, they're, they're delightful, actually. Yes, I'm really <laughs> pleased to, to read about this. This is Caroline. Um, I think that's Hayford. Um, and she says, Betsy. I guess that's the name of her dog. Betsy equals Betsy Boo or Boo or Boobalooba or Boobalooba-licious. Or, you can see where it goes. And she says, yes, I stand by my back door at night shouting, hurry up, boobs. So- <laughs> <laughs> the neighbours will love uh, that. Yes, yeah. So here's one from Frankie and Twigs. Uh, Frankie and Twigs has too many WHD. What's a WHD? Oh, I don't know. Is it? It's uh, is it kind of working? I don't uh, think dogs are. No, you can't something. abbreviate dogs breeds like. that. I think it might be a typo. A WHD. There's no. There's no such dog as a, a hood. <laughs> <laughs> so they're mini. I don't know. What, I don't know what he meant by that. It's causing me a lot of issues here. Yeah, Frankie. I think you better get in touch again. Really, we, we need to know because it's uh, Sean won't be able to sleep until he knows what that means. Right. But uh, but he hmm. said he said the boy dog is called Frankie, aka Franklin Doodle, mm. Frankie Doodle Dandy. Dandy, Mr. Doodle, Mr. Dandy. Uh, he says, I could go on. Then the girl mm. is called Twiglet, a.k.a. Miss mm. Twiggy, Twizzles, Miss Pie, Treasure, Sweetie Poppet. Yeah. And jointly, this is a first, jointly, they are known as the Flumps. The Flumps, which comes out of nowhere. My favourite part of that is that he puts in, in brackets, I could go on, and then he does go on. <laughs> <laughs> I presume it is a he, it may be she. There's lots of girls I know called Frankie. So, uh, but anyway, uh, please let us know what a WHD is because that's a breed we've never heard of. No. And uh, can I just interject? Sorry, it's wirehead dashes. Ah, okay. So, well, let- that was Sarah there our producer yes, that was sarah uh yes yeah, saying why head dachshunds okay so that was pretty quick getting i should have should have got that I'm, I'm i'm crossing myself now but at least at least we can rest easy yes so a whd okay uh, that, that's the kind of dachshund world banter that you would you would get pick up straight away that's but we, we didn't know that anyway doesn't matter I love the ones where people have kind of incorporated a celebrity name. Yes. There's one here from Cat L. Scott, and she's got 
uh, a dog called Bella, nine-year-old cockapoo, like yours. And so Bella becomes Bella, Bella, Bing Bong, <laughs> Belly, Belly Flop, and then my favourite, Bella McCartney. So <laughs> you can see she's put the workings in the margin yes. there. You can see what she's done. Oh, there's another uh, celebrity one here uh, from Luna the Jeagle. It started off as Luna, uh, ended up mm -hmm. with Looney, then on to Rooney. Luna, Looney, Rooney, Wayne, Rooney, Wayne. Just gone. It's From Luna to Wayne. It's just, it's like something that Victoria Cora Mitchell would have, you know, a new <laughs> TV show of connecting names. Yes. Because to get from Luna to Wayne, <laughs> you know, doesn't make any sense at all. But I can, I can see she showed us how that has happened. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, nice. More of those. Kill Kelly Paula has um, Bellatrix. Yeah. Maybe that's the full name. Obviously, that goes to Bella. But then Bella goes to Smeller, then Belzy, Smelzy, and also Belly Pops. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, there we are. There, is, there are so many. Thank you for sending yes. those in. So, it's very common. These nicknames that people have for their dogs are, as we have seen... Very common. I keep sending them in. We'd love to hear them. Now, before we speak to our wonderful guest, Chris McCausland, if you remember, Pete Furman recently asked us here on I'm My Dog to ask our dog expert, Simon, why his cockapoo Stanley rolled in a seagull. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, I do remember, yeah. yes. <laughs> so we asked Simon if he could help, and he has sent us in, very helpfully, sent us in a voice note. Hi Jack and Sean, Simon here. Just to answer the question from Pete Furman about why dogs roll in grim stuff, really. There is a sort of rumour that sort of ancient wolves and dogs would use it to cover up their scent from sort of larger predators and things like that. But really, canids and wolves and all that sort of thing tend to sort of be apex predators in the environments that they're in. So it's normally more for covering their scent from their prey as opposed to what would be preying on them. So we're talking rabbits, foxes, anything that sort of wild dog or wolf would catch basically. And by rolling in sort of carcasses and poo and mud and things like that, it would disguise their scent from the animals that they're trying to hunt. So it makes hunts a little bit easier. We all know that dogs and wolves are excellent tacticians. So anything to sort of like get ahead of the game is a really, really beneficial survival strategy. In modern dogs, however, it's more of sort of like an instinctual sort of hangover from those ancient dogs. Nowadays, domesticated dogs, the real reason why they roll in things like mud and fox poo and dead seagulls and all that sort of fun stuff is actually because they really like it. If you imagine walking through Boots or another sort of cosmetic shop, should I say, where they sell sort of perfumes and aftershaves, you'll find a scent that you like, you're going to douse yourself in it. It makes that dog more interesting. It makes that dog more exciting. Uh, we all know that dogs use scent as their primary sort of like sense. For us humans, we like smells like leather and vanilla and lavender and all these sort of wonderful fragrant sort of things. To dogs, their equivalent of that is dead things, poo, wee, rotten fish, you name it. I can tell you a dog has probably rolled in it if it's something that you don't like. But yeah, it's a kind of ancient hangover from a primitive sort of like instinct. 
And it's also because they just really like it and they really like to smell unusual, just like we do with <laughs> perfumes and aftershaves. Hope that helps. There's a kind of recurring theme to Simon's answers, isn't there? Because he comes up with, he does, he talks us through all the all the interesting theories and he's very knowledgeable. And then he always adds at the end, but the real reason is that they just really like it. You know, it's everything. Why does my dog bite the postman? Well, the real, he likes it. He likes doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what? That, that's also shows we are learning. Oh, we are? Yeah, absolutely. Because, because that's basically a combination of, of what we said to Pete. It is. And it's as reasonable an explanation as anything else you can come up with. A dog will just, they just like it. They yes. have a different sense of smell and what's nice and what isn't. So there you go. I love the idea of a dog like going up to another dog and Oh, yeah. what are you wearing? A oh, dead squirrel. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Let's get that. Where'd you get that? Yeah. Uh, two roads around a corner. You know, by Brook Green. Yeah. Yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah. Find them. It's got maggots in it. It's really <laughs> at its best now, right now. But, uh... Simon, thank you as always. And we look forward to having you back on soon. But right now, it's time to speak to the wonderful Chris McCausland. Chris McCausland is an actor and comedian who has appeared on countless TV shows like Moving On, Have I Got News For You, QI, 8 Out Of 10 Cats Does Countdown, and most recently, his travel show, Wonders Of The World I Can't See. His last show, Speaky Blinder, was a 140-date sellout tour, and his new show, Yonks, tours the country from January 2024. But we don't want to hear about all of Chris's amazing achievements. We want to get to know Chris through his dog. Hello, Chris. How are we doing, mate? Very well, thank you. It's good to have you on the show. Thank it's you very much. It's full disclosure. The only reason I'm here is to sell tickets. Of course. Well, you chose the wrong podcast for that, I can tell Every you. Every avenue of promotion. <laughs> I mean, a, do- a podcast about dogs, this is a left turn I never saw my career taking. <laughs> I, I had a, do you know what? I had a listen. I, I looked it up. Oh, I thank spent you. five minutes listening to an American podcast called For the Love of Dog, thinking, why are they putting on these weird voices? <laughs> Well, I suppose you you probably are. Let's just, I'm going to go back one step for the benefit of listeners who might not uh, know your work and know you yet. Yeah. Why was your TV show called Wonders of the World I Can't See? Just quickly It's tell called us that. Wonders of the World I Can't See because we went to the Wonders of the World, Jack, and I Can't See. It is quite simply right. the, um, it, is, it is the Ron Seal quick dry and wood stain of TV, TV yeah. show names. That's exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> None of us are laughing at uh, at the fact you can't see. We're laughing at the self-deprecation of the actual title. Well done. Yeah. Um, Jack's just trying to not get cancelled there. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wonderful, by the way, when I did find your podcast, never listen. There's something wonderful about hearing Jack read out an advert for a dog bed with the expression, yeah. perfect solution, and not think of it like an outtake from Bled Balloon. And Rick Spleen big. Hey, they are th- those are great beds. Yeah, they're great beds. They are poor perfect. I stand by those beds. Is that why your dog's uh, yeah. called Dolly? Is it Dolly Porton? Yeah. Hey, steady on, mate. Steady on. It's our podcast. Come on in. Chris, tell us, talk us through yeah. your dogs. You've got a toy yes. poodle. We've got you? a toy poodle. You, you're um, talking big, but you've got a toy poodle. Tiny little toy poodle. A dog so small. It was not only a toy poodle, it was the runt of the litter. 
And it was a dog so small that when we first got it, in order to take it out, once you'd had their injections and their jabs, we had to get a, um, a harness for a, a kitten. We had to get the extra small size and it was still too big. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and whose choice was uh, was to get Dora? Well, I mean, this is this is the point of contention because I, um, I mean, I know that you're doing a podcast for dog yeah. enthusiasts, dog lovers, and I have a horrible yeah. feeling I might come across as yes. the most unlikable um, guest that you've had on the series because we are going to be talking about two dogs really, <laughs> uh, one that I didn't want and one that I got rid of. So Dora is the one that I. <laughs> <laughs> I, Who I, books this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's growing on me. She's growing on me, right? But we got um. So Dora was Good. a decision. I'd like to say it was a family decision. There are three in our family, pre-dog, mm. uh, me, my wife, my daughter. It was something that was discussed at great length. I was against um, the idea of getting a dog at that time for, for lots of reasons. Why was that, Chris? Uh, just because as a comedian, I travel a lot. I'm not around much. I knew it would massively restrict me wife and me daughter's ability to be out and socialize. And it would be one of these things that I got blamed for, even though it wasn't my decision to get a dog. We live in a, in a flat yeah. still with no immediate direct access to outside. And every time it wants a wee, you're going to have to put your shoes on and take it out. And I was like, well, why don't we just leave it, leave it a little bit. And um, when we move out, then we can look at getting a, a dog and we can get like a proper size mm. dog, yeah. you know? And um, anyway, cut to uh, two months later, and we've got a tiny dog that has been um, specifically um, kind of researched and purchased for flat life, and researched with on websites mm -hmm. with gradings for dogs like you, like you're looking at players on Championship Manager, like this has got a five for sociability and a three for intelligence. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a passing yeah. range of 75. Top Trump. So we ended up with this, um, this little dog that is good with kids, sociable, intelligent, good in the flat. But unfortunately, the area that it did score one out of five on is the ability for you to leave the room and leave it on its own for more than three seconds. Oh, really? Yes. It doesn't like being oh, on its own. With like a massive separation anxiety. So, um, yeah, it, like you can't get up without it following you around. And like, where are you going? Are you going out? Can I come? What are you doing? <laughs> yes, Mildred's <laughs> like that. Chris, with the flat. Yeah. We had a comedian on, Daniel Fox, and he lived in a flat and he has a dog. There was this special delivery, do you remember this, Jack? Yeah. A special kind of delivery where they delivered this AstroTurf grass, a little patch of AstroTurf grass. That's right, yeah. For the dog yeah. to poo on. And then someone would come and collect the yeah, come and the AstroTurf and replace it. And replace it. I mean, listen. Have you thought of that? You're talking to a blind man here that stands in dog crap when he's out in the street. I don't need it in me house. <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want every trip to the kitchen to be a to be a possible disaster. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Because the yeah. thing is as yeah. well is that when we were training her to, to go outside, she was pooing in the flat. Yeah. And often I wouldn't right. know I'd stood in it yeah. until three, four steps along. And then you realize, oh, this left oh, foot feels a bit different you've... to the right one. And by which point, it's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. So I will. I appreciate your suggestion of right, yes. have Sean, and I will um, politely decline. Yeah, that's a good idea. At least you'd know if if it became. Oh, it sounds like she's she's house trained now, yeah. is she? Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, all all yeah, good. Yeah, Although house so, trained yeah. to the point where we have to tell her, like, come on, we're going, we're going to take you downstairs, go out for a week. She doesn't sit by the door. If you did leave her, she would just go to the toilet. Right. Okay. So we almost yeah. have to manage the um, okay. the timetable, in in a, in a way. Yeah. Um. But we we got yeah. this dog. Perfect, perfect dog for everything that me wife and me daughter wanted it for. The worst dog for a blind man to have in a house. This tiny dog. It's a toy poodle. It doesn't make a noise. You can't, you can barely hear it. When we got it, it was so small. It could stand, like if I laid on the floor, I could stand it on my face, right? And I did that. Oh. I don't know why, but wow. just because it's cute. Honestly, <laughs> I had to moonwalk around the flat. I couldn't lift my feet off the floor. I was terrified of standing <laughs> on the thing. Uh, it sounds to me as though you're you're uh, you're secretly enchanted by this dog. I mean, it's an adorable Would dog. That be fair to say. Um... Let's not beat around the bush. You've seen the photos, I'm guessing. Oh, you see. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the photos. Yes. Although you do seem to be holding it as if it was like I don't know a pillow or something <laughs> that you didn't know what it was. It's not. It's not. It's not a kind of affectionate way of holding it. Are you going to work on so that? I, I was going for a bit of a comedy pose in that photograph, Jack. It obviously hasn't come across visually. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes across as cold. Yeah, cold, holding yeah. it at a distance. Like, oh, keep this thing away from me. Dora is kind of house trained yes. to an extent that you can live with. How did you get to to that stage? Did you get someone in? A behaviorist, which is very, you know, trendy now. It's what a lot of people do. Or was this the fam that you as a family? No, this was tried just to train her yourself. Two, two months, three months, or whatever it was of standing in William Poo. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Old we school. did have we did have one of them little mats in there for a while, but it was kind of it was hit and miss, literally and figuratively. I remember the mats. Yeah. Um, in case we have listeners that don't have dogs, but and have never had dogs, but still listen to Oh My Dog, this is a mat that you get that has a scent in yeah. it that kind of tricks the dog into going to the toilet on that yeah. mat, and then you move the mat closer and closer to kind of the back door, and then eventually outside. That's the idea, Sean. This That's is what actually works, happened. Right, this is what happened. Yeah. We had a child gate yeah, on right. the living room door to stop her from just wandering the flat when she wanted. This right? is great. The only place she would do a wee yes. was right in front of the child gate. So we had to put the mat right in front of the child gate. So every time I wanted yes. to leave the living room, because she was so small, even the slight, like a gap narrower than my leg to squeeze through, she would get through the gap before I would have got through the, the child gate. So I had to step over the child gate. But now you've got the gate and then you've got the mat. It's like some kind of water feature from Aintree that I'm trying to negotiate to get in and out of the living room, which right. is, 
if you're coming in from the hall, <laughs> you've got the water feature on the other side. You've got to do an extra long step. But if you if you're coming in from the other way, the, the, the agility that you have to show to get your thigh up at a level from a foot and a half away from a gate. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Was uh, was it was astonishing. Did you grow up with dogs, Chris? So um, yes and no. It, it, we had one dog when I was younger, it, it, but but we had them in the in the wider right. family. First of all, mm. the dog we had at home. We we got a dog once from a, one of these shelters, um, rescue dogs. Yeah. Rather yeah. unfortunately, ironically, it was called Lucky, and it obviously wasn't the luckiest dog. And it was one of these <laughs> dogs that when you took it for a walk, it obviously had a very bad life, and it would try to be as far away from you as possible. <laughs> While you were walking, oh, really? yeah, and it was it was one of those things that it walked so far away from you that it would walk on a forty five degree angle, uh, which is, I mean, really right. sad in a way because it had obviously experienced being hit mm. and kicked and whatever, oh, and and yeah, it God, just really, yeah. really didn't adapt very well. That wasn't oh. a great experience, for, but for the dog as well, probably. My uh, my blindness is hereditary, so it runs in the family. So mm. throughout my family, there was always you know guide dogs. My nan had a series of guide dogs. And she was incredibly independent with them, you know, like just yeah. off everywhere, off the shops, off the butchers when we still went to butchers, you know, for, for things rather than the, the major supermarkets, off all around the shops and stuff like that. So that was always, yeah. you know, the, the dogs from that point of view were always very much, you know, part of growing up, really. These very well-behaved, intelligent, trained yeah. dogs. And have you had a guide dog yourself? Well, this is the other one, Jack. This is the, um, this is the, the this is dog number two. <laughs> so okay. growing up with Go all on. of these incredibly um, well-trained, intelligent dogs, you know, that would, uh, you know, that would see an auntie, me, me uncles and, and, and me nan and stuff like that. I, I got a dog just over 10 years ago. And I, I got the dog just before my daughter was born. So uh, before my wife was even pregnant, I, so I got, I got this dog, trained with the dog. The dog was called Jenkins, which is incredibly good luck, really, to get a dog mm -hmm. with quite a cool name from guide dogs because they notoriously have horrific names. They used to have a policy, um, I'm not sure if they still do, of um, when, dogs, when a dog had a litter, all of the dogs would be given names with the same letter. Uh -huh. And so it leads oh, to some quite that. obscure imaginative names um, being given to these dogs, you know, when you, and especially when you let other people name the dogs, because often these dogs are named by people who sponsor guide dogs or, you know, yeah. so you can end up with a dog that's quite yeah. embarrassing to be shouting out in the middle of the park, you know, like Dolly or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> that's not such a bad name, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, my mum, my mum knew somebody. My mum knew somebody who had a, a guide dog, and it, I swear it was called Fliss. But one of the commands is sit at the curb, and they had to say syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time they go to a curb, syphilis. <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be right. So yeah, you you yeah Jenkins. Like Jenkins, and um, yeah Jenkins. Now this is the thing with guide dogs. Guide dogs are dogs deep down at heart. They are dogs. You can you know it's like taking the the, the scouser out of Liverpool. You you, you know it, it's you're still a scouser. <laughs> you can you can train these dogs to be guide dogs, but they're still fundamentally dogs with temperaments. And um, you know you mm. you can kind of go down the route of having a very very well behaved dog that will do everything you ask of it, walk at a regular pace, 
but won't do anything that's you know remotely overwhelming you know they, they've told me stories of people not even being able to get dogs on a train into london because they've done it once been traumatized and they know that that train leads to trauma so they they just lie down on the platform <laughs> and won't get on the train again <laughs> so right, yes, dogs can yes, be stubborn course, yeah, yeah. or you can have a dog that is able to take on anything but got a mind of its own and does yeah. what the hell it wants and i had one of them dogs I could take it into London. It would manage crowds, tubes, underground. Wow. You could have taken it getting in and out of Wembley Stadium on FA Cup final day, and it would have been fine with it. However, on the local mm. area around here, okay. just wanting to go to the shops, okay. we tended to go wherever the dog wanted to go. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, so it was round to the butcher straight away. Yeah, I mean, if the dog, yeah. if the dog saw something that the dog fancied, yeah. that... remember you need some bacon. Trust me, I've checked the fridge. You need some bacon this way. Come on, sausages. You ran out of sausages. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It, it, honestly, life was a slalom of dog arse and Greg's debris. If it saw another dog or a bit of a bit of a crumb, that's where we were going. You know. And so I had this dog and it would pull and it would pull. And it, honestly, you, I, I was able to control the dog to an extent. I was, you know, I was in my mid thirties, quite, you know, fit and healthy, able to kind of hold on to this yeah. dog, but it was like a, the tension through your arm holding this dog. But you can imagine yeah. a little old lady being comically dragged down the street by this thing. I kept yeah. on telling them this dog, like yeah. it's got a mind of its own. It pulls like, hell. I had no frame of reference really what a guide dog should no, be no. beyond like knowing well if me nan could do it then surely i should be able to control this dog <laughs> um <laughs> and so we, we we trained and we trained and we trained with this dog and the other thing as well by the way because the dog was called jenkins we called him mr jenkins yeah. just because jenkins is a surname and it just it just fitted him we'd always call him mr yeah. jenkins you know it's yes. a cute name isn't it oh yeah. mr jenkins this mr jenkins that it's a nice sounds more like a butler really jenkins it does. But, so yeah, yeah. I did a voice go with the name no 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 Chris. we didn't do his voice back yeah, so oh, mr. Just, of course mr mccorseland <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you say, Mr. McCausland, of course. But this is the problem. I'd call him Mr. Jenkins. Yeah. He became a bit of a celebrity around town, you know, in the various shops. Sure. We'd go into the shop. The people in the shop would say, oh, hello, Mr. Jenkins. But to everyone else in the shop, they must have just assumed that that was me. And that I insisted on being called Mr. Jenkins because obviously the dog can't answer back. So I'd go into the shop. They'd go, oh, hello, Mr. Jenkins. And I'd have to go, oh, hello. (laughs) All the time thinking, everybody else in the shop must be thinking, God, there's a pretentious idiot here. Yeah. With his own Mr. Jenkins, is it? Where were you living at the time? I can see that playing very well in Liverpool. Serviton, Serviton, you know. Look, 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 look oh, right, was it? Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of the dogs have got double barrel names here and stuff. So, um, but no, um, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was just quite embarrassing. How long did the partnership with Mr. Jenkins last? So it lasted a few years, and what it was is that when okay. we had my daughter, he suddenly became extremely protective to the point where this boisterous attitude of his. If we were out with the pram and another dog came within the vicinity, he would go for that dog. Wow. <laughs> to kind of oh, wow. warn them off. Yeah. I mean and I mean I think we should just mm. say it them. But isn't that amazing though that you know how 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 protective he became of 
the family, kind of rightly or wrongly, yeah. but that that instinct to protect. That, that's amazing. It, it, it was, but like he would, I mean, a few times he went right across the front of the pram to another dog, which if that dog had retaliated, right. there would have been a dog fight on the pram, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should say at the minute, because like the guide dogs itself, you know, they provide a great service and stuff. And as I said, you can sometimes, you can't get the dog out of the dog, if you know what I mean. Um, and this this happens from yeah. time yeah, to time. Yeah. But but this dog, I I actually broke my foot. Nothing to do with the dog. But I broke my foot and I was out of action in terms of walking around for a little bit. And I've been talking to them about this problem. And I said, listen, while uh, while my me, me foot is broken, can you take this the, the dog back for a few weeks and and just do some training and just try this out and you know see what the dog's like and things like that with, with regard to other dogs and 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 round kids and um and so they did and um they phoned me back up and they said uh, this dog should never have got its license <laughs> <laughs> and um and and, and he, he got early retirement to a country house in Berkshire and uh, my wife was saying you know from a from a is that a euphemism or did it actually happen no it did we got sent we got we got some photographs and we got kept it up to date and but um. My wife was saying, oh. like, if, if only he knew that what like what he had to do to get out of a flat in in London, you know, just act like a bit yeah. of a bit of a git uh, from time to time. Exactly, just he, he would have done it before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> before yeah. My daughter was alive. You mentioned they have uh, they get issued a license, do they? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they get passed or failed. You know, they get their ability yeah, to, and so do you, really. You know, as a guide dog owner. Yeah. Because they charge you for the dog when you get the dog. Do you know how much they charge you? Really. How much? Go on. Have a guess. Well, is this monthly? No, go on. No, or... you, know, you have to buy the dog. You buy, you buy the dog. Yeah, you Do you five hundred quid or what is it? Fifty p. Um, oh, okay. So it's, it's, a, it's in order to make the contract legal, so that you are legally responsible right. okay. for the dog. Um, but they will come around and they yeah. will do checks and, and make sure that you're working well with the dog. Okay. So you can lose your license as much as the dog can lose his license. I see. Okay. Um, but um, right. Will there be any more trick questions to humiliate me? <laughs> <laughs> do you miss Mr. Jenkins at all? Yeah, I know you said so, that, you know, you found it difficult and he was useless, but, you know, you spent a few years with him. Yeah. Did did you feel was it sad to see him go, or are you just completely no, cold? No, he was a no. <laughs> do you know what? He was a brilliant dog, and and but that's the problem. He was a brilliant dog, yeah, and not a great guide dog. Um, but as a dog, he yeah. was cool. He was fun. He was you know he was. I mean, not yeah. not unlike this dog. Now I could take him outside and and let him have a run around. I could hear where he was. This dog we've got now yeah. doesn't make a noise. It's like having an invisible dog. That you, <laughs> yeah, just, just it's the opposite of a guide dog, really. Just something to trip over occasionally. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? This Sorry, what breed was now? Mr. Jenkins? I don't think we should ask you that. Mr. Jenkins was a black lab, and um, the, black the lab, coolest, okay. the coolest of the labs. Of course, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, when you yeah. when you're getting a guide dog as well, they are, um, you know, there's a lot less of them than there are the um, the golden labs. So, um, and you get the retrievers, and you get German shepherds generally, don't you? Yeah, you I think German any... shepherds are a little bit on the um, on the way now as well. I think they are really, really. Are Right. Hard, hard to get a hold of, you know, um, in, in terms yeah. of the amount of them coming through. But um, yeah, he was um, he was a really good, really good dog, you know. And a lab, you look good walking a lab. They're, they're a sleek dog, you know. Yeah. And 
And but imagine yeah, me even trying to take this dog we've got now out for a walk. Can you imagine somebody seeing a blind man with a toy poodle on a lead? <laughs> they think, "Oh my, how small are they making them these days?" <laughs> Hey, you want to ask for your money back, mate, even if it is only 50p? Oh, yeah, guide dogs, they're getting made in Japan these days. They're making them really small, you know. Yeah. Uh... Chris, is Dora allowed on the furniture yeah. in, in your flat? Yeah, yeah I mean, she, doesn't, she like doesn't even it. make an impression. She doesn't even make a dent. She doesn't no, even... No. Does that include bed, bedtime? Is Dora in there with no, you? No, so bedtime, she still has her little, um, her little. Is it, do you call them a cage? Crate, crate, that's the word, isn't it? Crate, that's yeah. it, yes. So we didn't, do you know what? We didn't use the crate for that whole training thing at the beginning with the toilet where you're told to put her in and only take her out when it's toilet break. It felt mean, and I know it was probably, it would, probably would have got it done quicker, but it just felt so horrible to just put her in this thing all day while you're going around living your life, you know? So we, we didn't oh, yeah. really use it for that. Yeah, we just yeah, dealt yeah, with, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. We just yeah. dealt with standing in wee and, and, and doing, you know, gymnastics to get over a child gate in front of a wee mat. Um, but we use it every night and, you know, you cover it over like a little budgie and yeah. she goes to sleep in there really. But, you know, as much as I say, I, I, I you know, I, I resent being over, what what's the word I'm looking for? Out not outbid, out outdone on the voting, you know, outvoted. You were outnumbered. Yeah, yeah, she's she's adorable outvoted. and she's growing on me. And you can sit on the oh, couch good. and lift the bottom of your jumper up, and she runs up your jumper oh, and sticks yeah. her head out the top. How can you not love that? Oh yes, <laughs> very good. I love that. Very good. And before we let you go, Chris, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you on. Do you let Dora kiss you on the lips? No. And then, oh, do you know what though, as well? Or the mouth, or kind of the chin, under chin, you know, just kind of when you shut your mouth. So under... it's difficult because they're so adorable and cute, right? And I used to let her climb yes. up my body and rub herself. She'd rub her kind of self into my face, like as a snuggle. And what I realized is I started getting loads of, like I started getting styes quite regularly and I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> and then I thought, I wonder, whether like I'm getting because she doesn't she doesn't molt either yeah she doesn't molt so there must be like yeah. dust and yeah. like there must be a lot of things you know just deep down in the roots or whatever I wonder am I getting like bacteria off this dog rubbing itself in my face and so I stopped letting her do it uh, and I, I didn't yeah. get any more styes so I think that, <laughs> that was there you go that was um. Coming from that, but I still let her under the chin. She close up and gives me a snuggle under the chin. Yes. And you know, and it's adorable. Lovely. I'm going to tell you two quick stories before before I leave you, though, if, if I can, right? Yeah, do. First of all, is, um, you know, I, I feel like I've, um, I, I don't want to like sound like I'm, I'm being hard to uh, Mr. Jenkins here. So a, a little bit of a glamour story from Mr. Jenkins's history was that we went to Ikea when we were having my daughter to buy some bedroom furniture for my daughter. Um, you know, Ikea is horrific. You know, there's count countless um, stand-up sets about, you know, going to Ikea. You know, it, it can be a bit of a trope. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not just humans that find it unbearable because because Mr. Jenkins decided he had enough and he just defecated right in the middle of the children's bedroom department in Ikea. Just <laughs> squatted down, did a big one, got up and started walking me away. Like, let's just leave that there, son, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what I think of this place. That's what I <laughs> and unpack yeah. that. And the other one as well is just in terms of uh, do you know the image that people can have, the impression that people can have of blind people 
in, in the public mm. is very stereotypical sometimes. Like even just the other day, I came down the steps outside to get a taxi and I'd already said to the driver on the message thing, oh, I'm blind, just keep an eye out for us. And I came down, I went down the steps out towards the car and he went, oh, wow. He goes, I wasn't expecting somebody like you. I was like, well, just someone who can do steps, right? <laughs> somebody can do it. <laughs> and, and I think people have that impression a lot because I was out in Kingston Town Centre with my wife and the dog, Mr. Jenkins, back yeah. in the day. And, um, you know, I've been doing stand-up for 10 years, yeah. working, self-employed, you know, running a business to some extent, doing all right for myself. And somebody came up to me, yeah. gave me a pound and said, oh, put that in your jar. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I gave it back to him. I said, mm. no, you're all right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the sentiment, but no, thank you. I gave it back to him. And he felt a little bit hard done by, I think. And he walked away. And I swear to God, about 15 minutes later, we were outside the Bentle Centre in Kingston and my daughter wanted a balloon and they were a pound and I didn't have a pound. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I was like, if only, That's if it. only I'd have taken that pound. I never say no to money, me. Never say no to free money. <laughs> You never know when you want to buy a balloon. I know. This is, this I've, is the, that, I've, that's going to be the moral I've, of the story. I bought a jar, Jack. <laughs> Go around with it. <laughs> so now you know, everyone, if you see Chris out in the street, do go up and give him some money. I put a slit in it and I wear it around my neck. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris, Chris has been uh, a joy talking to you. Thank you for coming on and telling us all about your life with dogs. It's been absolutely fascinating. All right, wonderful. Uh, Cheers, guys. Catch fun. you later. Uh, that was fantastic, wasn't wonderful. it? Wonderful. Do you know what? It was interesting that, obviously, firstly, he, he was clearly uh, affectionate towards his his dogs. Yes. He made, you know, he joked about yeah, not course, liking them, yeah, but he yeah. clearly, yeah, loves loves dogs. Mm. And uh, I mean, I didn't know. I, mean, it's, I suppose it's obvious now, isn't it, that you've got guide dogs that had a different level of quality. Yes. Well, I don't know if I've ever told you about the guide dog that I used to walk for someone, a blind no. person, that, a blind friend. This dog called Cola was an absolutely sweet dog, but like Jenkins, not a very good guide dog. And Cola had kind of had a bit of a breakdown and Cola would take out our friend and she said it was absolutely useless because you'd say cross the road and then they'd cross the road and then he'd just cross the road and cross the road again and again and again until you say, no, stop crossing the road. And this was a kind oh of thing that, that, that the dog was getting so anxious. Uh, and so it, they have a bit of a fallout rate, these guide dogs, but it'd be quite interesting to hear from other listeners of, of their experiences of of guide dogs, yes. uh, because it's just such a fascinating world. It really is, and um, well, and, and, and also because we didn't have one today, we've not re really had time. But please, if you have any uh, funny, interesting stories about events that have taken place on a dog walk, any strange characters We'd that you've met on a dog them, walk, yeah. then please, yes, do let us know. Yeah. Again, another fantastic episode, and mm -hmm. finding out more uh, about people through their dogs. Isn't it great? Thank you very much for listening to Oh My Dog. Every week we uh, get all these insights from our guests and we hope that you're enjoying getting to know a different side of them and their dogs through their relationships with their canine friends. Yes, and don't forget, uh, if you want to get in touch, you can email us at hello at omdpod.com or, of course, find us on Instagram at omdpod. Give us a shout there.
And we love to hear your voice notes as well. And remember, a dog is for life, not just for podcasts.